Hello, welcome back to True Hoops Trade Deadline Podcast Extravaganza. This is part two. I am Gerard Hector, joined, of course, with Coach David Thorpe and Henry Abbott. Something I wanted to do at the top of the last show, uh, part one that I didn't do because we were obsessed with Kevin Costner and Bill Collins and Michael Stipe. Uh, we had I had the pleasure this week of going to Jody Evergrande, friend of the show's Good Sport launch party, and I met a number of fans of the True Hoop podcast, and I wanted to shout all of you out. Brandon, Jack, everybody that I met like who love the show, love what we do here. Thank you so much for listening and sharing with all your friends. We really appreciate it. Thank you for indulging me in my discussion about Usain Bolt. Yeah, basketball <laughs> podcast. I go, I go to a, a, a show and talk about a track and field star. But if you know the show, it's on brand for who we are, right? It's, it's totally down for that. It depends, like it depends if he's yeah. a good shooter. <laughs> that's part of your love language. It is. It is. He's tall. He's tall. That's all, that's all that, that, listen, you guys know tall dude that dude, can shoot. That that's, dude can really go, man. He is fun oh to watch. God, he is. He is insane. Just literally insane. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, all right, we're we're gonna, you know, finish out the rest of this this trade podcast, our trade uh, deadline episode. Let's talk about the Lakers, David. Um, we finished part one talking about LeBron hitting the scoring record, but they made some moves, right? Russell Westbrook is in Utah now. They got back Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and in another a four-team trade, D'Angelo Russell. So at the very worst, David, they have better shooters on the team now. Uh, I read something the other day. Malik Beasley, since the start of the 2021-2022 season. Yeah, Curry and Heal, the only guys that shot more, yeah. Have made more threes yeah. than him. Yes. That's right. So they can shoot better. Right. Well, Daniel Russell you know, is a very, very good. I put it in our trade article last week. He's one of the better offensive players in the league. Um, and he's young. You know, he's not an old guy at all. So 26. Yeah. I think that the, the Lakers, I've been saying this all along. They've got the pieces. It just doesn't matter. You know, with what, how they're coached, the culture there doesn't matter. But they've got plenty of talent. You know, they got to be healthy like anyone else. But, um, we will talk about the other trades they did as well. But they've, they, by the way, Russell Westbrook ain't playing for Utah, I don't think. No, buyout. Yeah. Uh, I, I would think so, sure. right? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, they have good players. It's, I, don't think, I don't think it'll matter. Henry, what'd you think when you heard? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You mentioned in our last episode the like 8 a.m. editorial meetings that we have and mm-hmm. like what, um, you know, astute listeners to this show will know that David is so fucking over Darvin Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm not, if you I'm haven't not, gotten that, I'm not alone. That. I'm not alone. Didn't Russell Westbrook <laughs> threaten to fight him? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there. the yeah. version of that that's been on the show is like 10% of what happens in the calls, right? <laughs> yes. So like, so I don't know. I don't. I don't feel safe saying that I think the Lakers are going to be good, right? Like, maybe they'll be good. I don't know. Um, yeah, I. Jared Vanderbilt's. Yeah, excellent good. defender, right? He's good. Excellent defender. Athletic, young. But he, he plays the same position as, a, as the, the two other guys like LeBron and Riha Shamura you just got. Yeah. He could play center, but he's mostly been a power forward. Right. Next to a guy like Walker Kessler or Carl Anthony Towns, right. seven footers. Right. So that's weird. Right. It's just a, it's, that, I still think it's a, good, it's a good get for them. I don't think right. their problem is in their players. Wait. Yeah, I think it's an, this is an interesting point of view, right? It's like the roster is good enough, and you know, and they don't have they they don't have to play any bad players, which is right. a big thing. Huge, That's like the Warriors can't say that, right? Like Whoa. this, yeah, right. Yeah, this is a they're they're a good team. They're just not, you know, our expectations are low because they what's don't happened already solving the riddle night after night in night out. This is why you guys come to True Hoop because you get this kind of thing. Because what is the prevailing thought? LeBron's roster sucks. He needs help. He needs help, and that's because. And this is not a knock, but the casual fan, when they hear so-and-so needs help, 
that to them means I need another famous person that I know, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's what help means. But David, no one on the players they start are all above average. Look at uh, Dunkson 3's estimated plus minus. I believe they're all at worst net neutral plus positive players, right? On that, For on the that starting five. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just got to, I mean, Austin Reeves is a talented young player. Uh, uh, they've got guys just a little over the hill, plenty of guys riding their peak like D'Angelo. Um, I, I just don't think that they have a coach that coaches. He just stands and watches. I mean, just, and I'm a little worried. Like, so I underrated moment of the Kyrie LeBron relationship was, you know, they played together for a few months in Cleveland and then LeBron like went to the press and said that he was, I forget exactly what he said. Basically he was, you know, they were changing the offense and, you know, he was going to have the ball in his hand a lot more. And they were like, well, you know, did you talk to the coach about that? And he's like, I've reached the point in my career. I don't have to. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, then before too long, Kyrie wanted out. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how much rain D'Angelo Russell has here. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know, but like if he's not going to be doing a lot of stuff with the ball, then hold on. Hold uh, on. Uh, Anthony Edwards started taking that team over and D'Angelo still had his best season. So yeah. I do. I, I think your point is good, of course. And you think of him as a pick and roll guy, but he actually is pretty good playing off the ball. In fact, he might, I don't remember exactly, but he might be having his best season as a, as an off the ball catch and shoot guy. So I think I mean, LeBron is a, he needs pick and roll. He's not just ISOing too much transition. Sometimes they have Lakers play fast. D'Angelo does not like to play fast. That's a whole separate thing that I don't think he does. Mm-hmm. Separate thing we have to look at, but he is gotten, he's gotten much better at playing off the ball. Defensively. It's an issue. Jared yep. Vanderbilt should help if he gets on the court. Maybe yeah. Hachimura moves to the second string because, or, 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 the, or the first guy, guy for the bench because he does solve a big defensive problem that they have compared to what, what's been going on. LeBron's not guarding most, than most nights. He's just right. not doing the dirty work at all. Vanderbilt does that. He's good. He's a good player. Um, I just, yeah, I think the West is a bit of a morass. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers should be licking their chops like here we go and i just have no faith that they will and and a large reason you don't is because of the culture you mentioned right um you you talked about how none of lebron's teammates wanted anything to do with him no they the, did want to well, they did he, he Sorry, wouldn't go he didn't correct they were celebrating arms in the air looking at him if he makes right. eye contact they'd rush him he didn't right. even look but at him watch not, the tape he did not Tell want to I'm bring wrong. them in yeah. um and, and and do that and we saw some and you saw some disturbing body language from Anthony Davis that you don't all practice. game long. He had checked out the whole game. It, it, the, 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 the talk is LeBron was talking to him late in the game about, I, I got love for you, man, whatever. Uh, he gave an interview, I guess on video where he said, I didn't even realize he had broken the record. I was just upset. We were losing. Fuck that. You were not engaged in week day. Uh, moment one of that game, moment one of that game. It looked like you didn't like the fact that this was all about LeBron, which it was. It, I, I made a comment to my brother, Mike. I watched the game with him in Miami. The, the Globetrotters referee should have announced the game. I uh, refereed the game. It was a joke of an be- NBA game. It really was. No one, the only difference is OKC wasn't the Washington Generals. Yeah, I, I, if they were as petty as me, I'd have fouled LeBron at 34 points. <laughs> if you're not getting historic jumper over us, you're going to have to make a free throw for, for, for history. They said Carrick Williams has the... The, uh, the ignominy, I guess you call it, ignominy of, uh, of being the guy who got scored on on a very tough shot that LeBron made. Nevertheless, it was a joke of a night for me. 
And AD did not at all show up ready to play. No excuses. Something's fucked up with that team. I don't know what it is, but that's the reality of it. If you guys haven't guessed, Dave is what we call a basketball purist uh, right. out here. He doesn't really yeah. like all this. Save that celebration shit till after the game, man. We got a game to play. <laughs> and if you, if you are not in here to compete on moment one, David's yeah. got zero time for that. Uh, Henry, thoughts on, on the Lakers' two best players seeming not to be vibing right now? It's not a good recipe for a charge up the West Endings. Yeah, we're never going to know what the real story is right. behind the scenes, but it's something deep, right? Like Anthony Davis moved heaven and earth and trusted everything to right. LeBron's bigger crew and mm-hmm. clutch and got himself to the Lakers with some had some marriage of hopes and dreams and they were going to do something and it's fucking not happening, right? <laughs> like it's not, those dreams are dashed, right? Dreams are dashed. I'm not saying they're done, but like, it's just, it's a little bit like, you know, Brooklyn last week, right? Yeah. Um, bummer. You Our know, this support. was at a big expensive thing. Great point. And you know, and the, the team's not well run. No. Right. And they, well they are not going to spend tons of money. Some of these moves they made were, you know, like they just can't cost commit saving, to huge yeah. amounts of money. Right. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, so bummer. Like, there's some some broken dreams there, right? Anthony Davis, who knows when, you know, how, how long he's going to be elite, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's watching this show, this weird circus of, like, not what he dreamed of, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and I think it's fair to point out that not only the Lakers not well run, they are not – the Bus family are not billionaires. They are, yeah. by every measure, I think, among the quote-unquote poorest owners in the league, right? Yeah. These other dudes – Got a Steve Ballmer, for instance, who is across the hall from them, right? That dude is worth multi billions, right? Like, whereas as as Jeannie Best calls him, balls. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she doesn't email balls. Well, guess what? Balls can spend money, and he don't got to worry about luxury tax. You have to, right? And this is why you know we've talked about it before, right? You rely on the Rambuses and everybody who's had any kind of connection to the late Doctor Bus and the Lakers from their glory days, but that doesn't seem to be the way to run a franchise. Um, and so this is, you know, the, the Lakers, not only, are, you know, everybody you know, keeps saying to hold out hope because they're only, you know, what is it, three games out of like the sixth spot. I'm like, yeah, but you're three games out of six spot, but you got to jump nine teams. Well, to they, get and, they, and they keep losing. So here's And the you lose line. the teams you have to jump, like Oklahoma City. Right. right? The root of my uh, disdain stems from the fact that this is a team who's got uh, an, a, a very aged player who's still amazing. Uh, and then uh, oft injured but very talented player named Anthony Davis, and it's it's kind of a ringer bust. And you hired a man who's never coached an NBA game in his life as a head coach. That disrespect for my profession is where my disdain begins. But I gave him every opportunity to prove that he deserved to get to be the coach this year, and he proved my point, which is you should never hire a guy that's never coached before. And granted, it's the worst job in the NBA to have for a first-year coach to coach the basically the Rich Paul Lakers, the LeBron James Lakers. <laughs> That's the reality of it. Your 75% of the roster, I think, is represented by one agency. I believe I'm right when I say that. You can look it up. Uh, Lonnie Walker, they just got Jerry Vanderbilt. He's a clutch guy. So it's possible that Darvin Ham's a freaking genius but can't say anything because Team LeBron will get upset. That's, I, I absolutely always allow for that possibility. All I know is he ain't coaching. And because of it, their team is vastly underachieving. Why did we get rid of Frank Vogel again? What was right. the reason I for did, that? For this reason. Team, <laughs> team Clutch didn't like him. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Hire, Cause, hire cause someone. Ma- yeah. 
Because I imagine if Vogel was here, things might be a lot better, I think, (laughs) coaching-wise. I think they have a little more direction, a little more. Built a hell of a defensive team. hire Kurt Rambis. Yeah. (laughs) I can hire Kurt Rambis. (laughs) I'm sure it was discussed. I'm sure it was discussed. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. He's still there. All right. Come on, Gerard. We're done with this team. Done. (laughs) We're done with the Nets. We're done with the Lakers. All right, we're 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 moving on, as David says. Uh, Blazer, let's talk about Henry's favorite team. Oh, oh. whoa! Oh. I I just got punched. <laughs> this is gonna be a quick one. <laughs> the Blazers received Cam Reddish, Ryan Archidini. I know. Uh, Wait, say that name real slow. Ryan Archidini. R.G. Diacono, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> a 2023 lottery pick, the first round pick, uh, and it turns into four seconds if it's not conveyed this year, right? I think that's the, that's the deal. Anyway, I think it's only top four protected, so okay. it's All not right. going to do that. So, uh, Blazers, we're going to rebuild around Dame again. <laughs> okay, so the I mean, I'm not mad. Like they, you know, they keep getting, they're doing kind of a rebuild, right? They keep getting very young players and picks. Mm-hmm. They're going to get first round pick and five second round picks and Cam Reddish, right? Mm-hmm. So, none of that's amazing, but none of it's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they. Did some luxury tax uh, avoid. So basically, they're going to have to pay people this summer. And so now they're further from the luxury tax right. so they can do that. Right. It's all just, just, it's just cleaning up the books from before. Right. That's fine. The thing that's weird, though, is um, they legit, we know the Warriors were willing to trade James Weissman for Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. We know that because they did. They basically did. Yes. They like, that's really what they got. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, but, Blazers didn't want James Weissman. They wanted Kevin Knox and five second round picks, which is what they got said, which is, you know, it's just weird. It's just, I I think that the luxury tax is a much bigger deal than anyone's discussed around the league, including, you know, if you watch this, you know, there's Jody Allen sitting baseline. um, And it's like, you know, they just made her some money. That's all, you know, like, like that's what happened. That's, that's all we're getting all these second round picks. And I'm I'm just going to monologue a little more. Second round picks are a special little trick. Like, why did so many second round picks? Because, okay, number one, it's a way to take on nothing but look like to your fans like you're doing something, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not paying a penny, no luxury tax implications, no salary cap. Um, at the same time, they if they do translate into players, there are players who don't have guaranteed contracts, mm-hmm. right? So if you just fish in those waters, you might get to continue being cheap much longer into the future, right? But then there's this third part, which I think more of the league knows now, but it used to be kind of a secret, which is if you do a, and I, this happened, there are very some people did a very deep dive into like the history of second round picks. And why, here's what happens. Um, they're, they're worth something. You could put a cash number on it. I think it's, it depends on the time. They're worth like some millions of dollars, right? Um, once the draft has begun, that night of the draft, the, tr- the value goes way up. And there's a, the understanding of why is because they're GMs who've said a whole bunch of shit to their billionaires, right? They're like, we're going to get you this, we're going to get you that. And then it doesn't happen. <laughs> they don't get this. They don't get that. They don't make this trade. That guy's not available. And they're starting to sweat. And they're like, we need to just, it, they call it show and tell. You got to show him and tell him he did something, right? You're tr- Basically, the way you keep your NBA GM is to continually just do a con on your billionaire, right? Like, And the con can look really bad on draft day if you don't bring something. So you start calling around as the draft goes down, like I gotta get, gotta get like in second round is where you land. And then someone sitting all these second round picks, it's just arbitrage. 
Like this yeah. is a stock that you bought low. Now you're going to sell it high, right? And you just yeah. wait and like, what do you guys want now? Oh, okay, I'll take it. You know, so you, look, if you look on, on draft night, second round picks are worth a lot more. So this is why you get them, right? You get them because they cost you nothing to have now. And you might be able to basically make money off them or future draft capital or better players if you just hold them to, to June. So those of you paying attention, Henry just said that GMs basically run the long con mm -hmm. on their billionaire owners. That is how they manage to keep their jobs. When I've talked to guys who want to be executive or women even want to be executives, I always tell them, most of you focus on managing down, meaning managing the people mm -hmm. below you, but you have to be expert at managing up. And it's hard to do mm -hmm. because they're Very billionaires. Hard. And sadly, the most uh, deceitful executives tend to be the most successful at it because they're so good at that con. Yeah, so you have sad. to be good at managing up. Yes, you, some of them are good at managing down. Right, yeah. some of them are good at basketball. Like, yeah. but you yeah. have to be good at yeah. managing yeah. up. Yeah. That, that stuff's like, yeah, you'll whatever. Never, you'll never managing up is your. Key. You'll never survive if you can't manage up. Yeah. So uh, with the Blazers, I think this this is all somewhat related to right because you said they're taking Jody Allen some money. She is, of course, the sister of the late Paul Allen, who owns the Blazers and the Seattle Seahawks, and is in charge of his trust. They have to sell this team in addition to the Seahawks, right? That, it has no matter what bullshit she keeps saying about no no like his will stipulates those two things have to get sold at some point yeah yeah and i, I it depends who you believe but like five years um from his death which isn't quite yet but um soon so yeah so there yeah that's um the team's for sure gonna be sold at some point you know and i, I don't know there was that like phil knight was yeah trying to buy the team yeah. and then they're yeah. like that's ridiculous it's not for sale and it's like well, well wait a minute it will be you know like <laughs> yes, what's the yeah, game right but yeah it does seem like a lot of what happens in the blazers land now is to like just look really shiny and like, you know, they're going to have their payroll under control. Right, they're going to have mm -hmm. a star and some, and mm -hmm. you know, a young, some young stars in the pipeline, just get the value up. Like this valuation number is a big deal, right? So the sun's selling is probably really good for Jody Allen, right? Like the, just, there's a certain number that they want to get. I understand. And like, we'll see if they get it. But, um, it, it meanwhile, it looks like they just, you know, they're not, I, they're going to pay Jeremy Grant, I guess, but like mostly they're betting on just they're getting much younger, right? Gary Payton um, was playing very well for them, mm -hmm. but he's a little older like than years old, old yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So like, okay, you know, I, you know, I get it. Um, I'm glad that they're staying young. Um, I don't think they're going to be amazing anytime soon. I don't really understand. Well, no, but... you know, they're not going to be amazing anytime soon. <laughs> Damien, Damien might be. Damien's just Damien's killing got hopes some gems. and dreams. Yeah, Damien's just... got no. Damien's got some gems left in him. But yeah, but, but there's just too many other good teams out there for them to get really rolling. I, I suspect anyway. Lillard, if I'm not mistaken, top five in EPM this year. I think yeah, he's been amazing. He's, 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 I think he's, he's number one on offense. He's he's been amazing. Amazing. Oh, yes, he is. He's yeah. been yeah. great this year. Amazing, he's been great. Amazing player. Yeah, um, no, you could get a lot for him right now for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, sure no, you can't. Trade the trade deadline's well, over. Yeah, now no, you can. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can't get anything, but they could have gotten him yeah. 24 hours ago. And in so, June. Uh, well, this summer, right? Yeah. Look out for a couple people who are who are on some deals that may be on the move. It is you interesting. Know, the last thing I'll say about the Blazers in June, they really could do something huge uh, for their future did. and really help another team out hugely, bigly. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, do you have something in mind, David? Why you say that sort of? Like a, I have not. Kind of a, I have not put my head on it. Kind of quality. No, no, no. I just, that. I just think that there is. You allow this. Reality is set in that that yeah. Damien, like there's no chance we're gonna you're ever gonna get a title when you're. I mean, he, got, he knows that when he you're our best player, yeah. and uh, and so if there if there's a place you want to go, let's do it. You know, let's yeah. talk about it. I think I just think the season's gonna play out. 
where I could see Damien. You got to get comfortable. Listen, people don't like any big changes anyway. It's not fun to get traded, all that kind of stuff. But knowing it's, it should come, give him time to accept it or not. And just understand that it is what it is. Or they do have some good young players. And if you develop them, get them playing better, well, then you can move them for better players that are more ready to help you win right now. That's an option too. It's betting on player development, David, which... Yeah, yeah that's a mistake. Yeah, most of these teams don't have any clue how to do that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Warriors because obviously Gary Payton the second goes back to Golden State. But I want to first talk about it as the, with the Warriors as it relates to saving money in the tax. In part one, we talked about Joe Sy saving yeah. a, a lot of money. money. Luxury Joe Lacob, everybody's like, Joey Lightyears. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. We'll pay deep in the tax. Yeah, you do because you just saved, what, $40 million right. Right, on the luxury tax. So he's saving money. Do you guys think all of this, all these owners who are, you know, we got to just save money on the tax. We have a collective bargaining agreement that's coming up soon. And you know what this is about. Owners like to be like, we don't make any money, blah, 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 right? Like, is this all part of their little game they're going to play when it's time to negotiate? We, you can't have 50% of the basketball revenue because we only make X amount of dollars. We got to bring that down. Is this all interrelated? Good, good luck with that when you're selling teams for $3 billion. <laughs> $4 billion. Is that what it was for? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It is interesting that the CBA is going. Um, there, think about this luxury tax for a second. Like we're all kind of used to thinking about. It. I just want to recap. Like this is, you know, basically uh, Joe Lacob saying like Steph Curry's so good that even like, it, I would pay you know 150 million a year for him. But we're going to give the top hundred of that to the other billionaires. <laughs> yes. What the actual fuck? Like, how do you hoodwink people into this, right? Like, like yes, I will pay $150 million for him. But like, but two-thirds of that will go to yeah. these mm-hmm. crusty old white fuckers in the back room. Like, Luxury tax, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. How is that possibly the arrangement? Like, how did the players possibly go for this? Like, it's just on its face. It's like, like the this is not market value, right? Correct. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, so... It's just a way, you know, and, and as you point out, like the players don't have variance in how much they're going to make. Like as a group, right. they're going to make the percentage, they're going to split it, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way, there's like nothing at stake. What is at stake, though, is like, will this owner or that owner feel real pain in this or that year, right? Mm-hmm. So they try to try to soften those mm-hmm. blows. And the, the regime they come up with is, you know, which was really, I guess, is like the 2010-11 lockout is really when they come up with like this yeah. program of luxury tax and repeater mm-hmm. tax and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's incredibly effective. Right. Like they didn't get a hard cap, but they almost did. Right. And so people dipped their toe in. And in the last couple of years, you know, Joe Sy and Joe Lacob mm-hmm. um, dipped their toes deeply in. But now they're coming back out. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, it's not where we don't actually have an issue in the NBA. I don't think we'll see how long Balmer stays in the pool. But like um, the water gets hot and hurry. And yeah. you know, if you go in, you come back out. Like note to Matt Ishbia, like nobody just lives in that pool. Yeah. Right. Like in the in the especially if you don't win, and even the Warriors won, and they're still like, okay, we yeah, gotta get yeah. out. Nobody. I'm saying this as someone who grew up a Paul Allen Blazers fan. I was just like Prokhorov. Everybody who says we're just gonna like we're just gonna beat you up at the wall. Like the this luxury tax system is very effective, and you know you're, you're gonna dip your toe in for a little bit, and then you're coming back out. So if you dip your toe in, you better freaking win. Like, so do you think it's better? It would be a better system if we made it like how all of these people love their free markets and their capitalism in their regular day jobs, right? We get rid of the, no no luxury tax, no hard cap, hard floor, right? You have to spend a minimum salary amount, whatever that is. So you're not just collecting money for free. 
and then let it be free and open competition. We got no draft, all that. And everybody just, because I think that would work because everyone was not going to go to the same team. That that fallacy is ridiculous. That, that won't happen. 15 spots. You're just not, everyone's not going everywhere. Would that be better than the current system? I mean, I'm a fan, like, I, like what happens like in European soccer is there's like five or six super teams mm-hmm. and no one else can afford to compete with them. Right. So I, I, and also this is all crazy talk. None of this is going to happen because what we're talking about is making things worse for billionaires and they're not going to <laughs> no, right? like, but in this crazy realm, like I think this, the first step to me would be just forget the draft. Mm-hmm. Like everybody enters as a free agent, but you mm-hmm. keep the cap and the okay. tax. Okay. Which, and now like how I just can't, the competitive balance argument is BS. Right. Right. Like it's crap. In that world, like this, you know, who would, you know, whoever the Victor you know, Webinyama like, right, right. is, is, he is really going to take the minimum to go join like a super team. Like, no, no, not. Right. He's, he's not like, right. he's just not. So when then the great, great thing that would happen is the teams that are incredibly poorly run, nobody wants to play for would have to get better management. Mm-hmm. Like, please, like, Please make that happen. You know, we're long overdue in that. So I think that's the that's the real. Who might we be talking about? <laughs> Almost everybody. Almost yeah. everybody. Yeah. About everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, David, the Warriors um, traded Jay Wiseman essentially for Gary Payton the second. I know that hurt you a little bit because not because you like the Warriors, but because you like James Wiseman and you think he could be very good. But, you know, the Warriors two timeline thing, it just wasn't happening. They moved on from him, kept Kaminga and Moody, so that's fine. They believe in them. They clearly don't believe in Wiseman. First, on, on its face, what did you think of them giving up on him? I mean, I think they feel like that window's closing super fast, as we've been speculating and written and writing about. And so um, it's weird that they, who they got, they, he's a bankable guy. They know he works in their system. Mm-hmm. He was very, very important mm-hmm. for them in their rotation last year. Um, uh, Thomas Bryant went to Denver. Mason Plumley went to the Clippers so that both those teams have two legit centers that they can play back to back. And the Warriors got Gary Payton the second. That's they're going all in on small ball. That's Steph Curry. That's just how good Steph Curry is. And their core playing the Queens and art and all of that. Uh, but Curry is just such a difference maker as we saw last year. So um, I'm worried there might be a player short, uh, but I think they have a shot. I do. Uh, they're they're in my they're on my championship bus, and um, I and I and weird. Wiseman went to Detroit where they've got Jalen Dern and Isaiah Stewart. Already got a full front court. Kind of weird. Yeah, I think so yeah, I'm a little worried well, about the, that. The Warriors are also. I mean, maybe the reason why they did that is because even though they didn't say anything, they have the medicals and they're like they're not worried about the injury because Steph's still injured and we don't know the extent of what's happening there. It's a great point. Well, I wonder too. Like I, you know, I. It seems like you're right that they didn't believe in Wiseman, but also maybe like they weren't going to get anything for Moses Moody, like period. True. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe they, you know, couldn't get a return they wanted that was worth trading Kamingo. But like, so to me, Wiseman was like the, you know, David with the story, basically like they were in David's view, guaranteed not to win a title without making a move. Yeah. And Wiseman was the piece they could move to get something, right? So clearly they agreed they with me. Something. Clearly they agreed. <laughs> they traded yeah. their number two pick, the only one they've had forever, for a piece they know helped them win a championship last year. They agreed. Mm-hmm. Right, don't you think, Henry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I did listen. I listened to um, a Warriors 
market yeah. podcast this morning, though, and they were like, oh, well, Wiseman was terrible, basically. And I'm like, maybe, or maybe he was like good enough to get something for right. it, right? Like, he's, I mean, um, he's not as good as Peyton right now for how they play. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. The one little worry I have about Peyton is he hasn't played much. Yeah. No. 15 games. He this just year. got like back. He's, he's been good, though, since he came back. He's excellent. He's, yeah. there's no doubting that. But like, you know, they kind of need him to play, you know, yeah. and maybe, I don't know. I don't know. He's had, but it's, you know, he was in and out, in and out. Um, Basically, they're running. They're running it back from last year's team. Tell me who I'm missing. And uh, um, Otto Porter Jr. and Nemanja Bielitsa are not here. But those guys didn't play in the playoffs. No, they I don't did. remember. I don't remember Porter playing very much in the playoffs at all. Yeah, we played in the finals. Oh no, did he, he really? Played. I want to look at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bielitsa yeah. had like a big game, right? I think it yeah. had like yeah. They uh, in the NBA vets who know who know where they're supposed to be and where they're supposed no, to be. No, for do sure and, that matters. And no, when the other guys, Bielitsa had a big game in the playoffs. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think he played a big playoff yeah. game for sure. And again, it's not so much about that. It's minutes where you're not getting killed because the right. big guys are on the right. bench. Kaminga yeah. is his improvement's a big deal. That's what I was going to say too. Is that um, they 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 think they can trust him more defensively. I'm not so sure they can, and I'm not so sure offensively he won't hurt you. Um, but that's their bet, right? They might get they might get a bio guy too. Well, yeah, that's true. Their, their problem that we were talking about was that they have to play bad players. I don't mean this like in the pejorative term. I just mean like players who. Right. No, you're exactly like, right. They're just falling behind while those players are out there. And like, and I think they probably still have to play they those players. Maybe right? You got you to hold on to leads, right? When Curry and those guys are on the bench and you're up 10, you can't, when he comes back in, be even. Yeah. Right? The, like, the, you gotta... the starters were the second best starting unit in the league when they went, yeah. when Looney's in there and he's back to starting now. Um, Thomas Bryant went from the Lakers to the Denver Nuggets, so they now have a backup center. Yay for Nikola Jokic! But I still worry about them defensively on the perimeter. Uh, Thomas Bryant's going to take care of all that. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, I think I think that um, first of all, the Lakers did a good job. They they traded a guy that they're not going to be able to afford in the offseason. Right. Uh, they got three second round three picks. Three second for round him, picks. Great. And Devon Reed. Yeah, Reed won't play, but won't make the team. But uh, they'll get three second rounders. So they got something for a guy that, that was not being playing as much as he probably should have. Denver answered their biggest problem. They're getting killed. It's the Embiid story all over again. They're getting mm-hmm. killed when you, they're getting killed worse this year, even though MPJ and Murray are back, than they were last year without them mm-hmm. when Jokic goes out. So he, Thomas is a starting level center. He's kind of shown that this year. Um, and the way they're not they're used to not having a rim protector. Jokic isn't either. And they're really improving defensively, up to 15 overall defensively. They're, they're, they're figuring some stuff out. Murray's coming around. I still think they're a player short. I'm a, I like more depth than most people do for the postseason. But um, they certainly, I mean, answering that question uh, it does a lot. It does a lot. Uh, and they've answered it. They've, they've got, they, he's now the best backup center in the league. Um, I like what you said about you care about depth in the postseason because I think so many people are like, yeah, but in the postseason, your rotations get shorter and you got whatever. Your guys are going to play 36, 38 minutes. Yeah, but again, there's going to be that five to seven minute stretch where you have a lead and you have to play guys who are not your A guys. Are you going to still have that lead when they come back or are you going to be now down or tied? And what are the odds you're just- Starters are healthy all playoffs. Well, that's, well and, then that, there, and then there's that. And that was yeah. what I thought is it's not just what you're saying, Gerard. It's also I don't want to automatically lose a game because I my guy tweaked an ankle and he's going to miss a Man. game. And also, play your starters less. They'll be better for the whole postseason if you do that. Play health. Play guys that are fit all the time and healthy and not tired. That's what I think. Uh, 
the one team that was talked about as holding all the chips at the post at the trade deadline was the Toronto Raptors. Everybody wanted Fred, OG, Pascal, MSI. You know, it was probably just playing the market to see what he could get out there, what was happening. So what ended up happening? Jakob Hurdle goes to Toronto. So they have a center now, finally, an actual center. Uh, Kim Burge, a 2024 first round in two seconds. Uh, go back. Let me see. Yeah, Kim Burge yes. for sure. Yes, a 2024 first round in two future seconds. See, memory, pretty good. Um, all right, so that's what the Raptors did. Uh, David, how do we feel about that? I thought it was, I mean, I don't know what his offers were, but uh, if you think you're going to get more in the offseason, wait. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the mm-hmm. point not waiting? Um, I'm a big believer that teams that underachieve, you first fire your head coach before you try uh, new players. And I, I thought Nick Nurse was amazing in 2019. I wrote an, wrote an article about it. They got their pop. I was wrong. He's not, he's not pop. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He's a weird dude. This is a quote from people I've talked to there, uh, which is okay. There's not, he's not the only weird coach out there. That's for a lot sure. of weird coaches. Um, and, uh, but it, it's not working. So now let's, now I'd fire him right now. And I, I'd bring in Earl Watson, who's, who's a tough guy and start holding some of these guys accountable. Get Fred in line, get OG in line. Hey, if you don't like it this way, we'll trade you in the off season. Hopefully we'll get a better deal. Uh, and then if Earl sucks, which he might, then go then go find the guy you want to bring in after that with some really good players that they have. I don't know that they'll do that. I don't know they won't do that. Um, but I think I think Coach Nurse and his staff are gone in the offseason. And they've got – I mean, Acapurto was not as good this year as years past, but I think it's because his guys around him are just bad defensively, especially when Devin Vassell went out for the season. So yeah. I like I like getting Purtle for them. They're going to be expensive though, right? Like the Raptors are like a – they're gonna, so, have to, so team. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get off Fred. Yeah. Fred's yeah, gotta Fred. go. Yeah. They'll trade him in the offseason. Do you think so? Is it Pascal and Scotty, or do you say let's move Pascal too if we get the right deal? I think a lot depends on what it looks like now, but I'd be hard pressed to think they'll move uh Pascal over OG. Okay. Unless OG really comes around and is happy. He's not been happy. You no, can't build no. a guy. Can't build what, a guy why is he happy. is he unhappy with Nick Nurse? Or is he unhappy I, with, with? I don't. Toronto? I don't know. I just know he's been unhappy since the off season. Nick could be part of the problem, which is why. Right, so f- maybe he's back in the fold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fire, fire the coaches now, and Nick Nurse will get a job tomorrow. So I, I'm not hurting yeah. Nick Nurse. He'll get hired right away, as he should. He's a very good coach. It's not working out, in Toronto. Let's see if you can get OG back in the fold with with a new voice. And um, if you can, then maybe you got to look at some other things. Yeah. So part of the things that we're hearing about OG is that he essentially is the three and D type of player, right? But maybe even a little bit overqualified because he's a really good defender and a really good three-point shooter, right? He seems to think from what we're being told that he could do a little bit more, right? In terms of creating off the bounce, et cetera. But that doesn't seem to be what they're letting him do over right. there. Right. So that's why you got you to try a different coach. And Fred, Fred also thinks he's playing, you know, he's an all-star level player, which he was last year as an alternate. And uh, so there's just too many, too many chiefs, too many cooks in the kitchen, as they say, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. this guy couldn't get them all working on the same page. Maybe the next guy can. All right, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back after this short commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? 
If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, you know we weren't going to talk about all the trades and not talk about the official team of this podcast, which is, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies, um, who who stood bad. Oh, wow. uh, well, no, they got, they, they got Luke Kennard. But I bring them up because they were a team among the, as well as the Warriors, who are now being reported that we're very interested in OG. The talk is three first rounds are offered, at least by the Warriors. But you know how this stuff is. All kinds of lies get told now. Who knows what's the truth? But Memphis did not make the splash move. Uh, they got Luke Kennard, another, another shooter, um, younger, so better version of Danny Green. Um, David, I with everything we talked about with John Morant this week and what's going on, I'd reached a point where I said, you know what, you don't need to make a move unless you're going to really improve your chances to win a title. Get your house in order in terms of like what's going on with John and all that. Get back to the winning ways and just keep working and building on what you have. That's what I thought they should do. And I guess I got a little better for getting Kennard. I think you have to just look at each opportunity, evaluate it in a vacuum. Is it does this is this a smart move for the franchise? So, whether you wanted to trade a player or not, if, if could you pull off a deal that improved you incrementally now and later, or now but not later, or later and definitely not now? You have to factor all that in, and it, clearly nothing really except for yeah. getting a, a younger shooter, like you said. Luke is pretty good; she doesn't guard great, but with Jaron there, you maybe mask some of those problems a little bit anyway. Um, yeah, let's, they, they, uh, as we said two years ago, even, um, heavy is the head that wears the crown, but, mm. but so is, so is the head that is starting to get crowns on for size fitting wise, you know, <laughs> like they think they'd be pretty good. Everyone knows who you are. You're talking a lot of shit. Teams are fine up to play you and finding out winning is pretty hard in that situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody flawed is going to win the West, Right. For sure. Like it's, you know, everyone's in the pack, right? None of, the, yeah, none of those teams. None yeah, of those teams will win the East. No. None of those teams will win the East, oh, yeah, correct? Yeah. yeah, no, no. None of them's better than Boston yeah. or Milwaukee or Philly right now. I, I agree. I agree with that. It's exactly. only Boston Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting because Henry hates Philly. So I was like, wait, what's Henry going to say about Philly? <laughs> well, let's talk about Philly. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of Philly, so they, they got slightly better. They got better. Um, David's favorite trade of the day. I know. Let's do it. Jelly McDaniels. Why do you love this trade so much, David? Well, it cost them. They added they added a long <laughs> defensive-minded shooter uh, uh, that they can keep afterwards. He's not just a rental necessarily. And he was doing it in a fucking shit show in Charlotte. I never use that term, <laughs> by the way. It just came organic. Don't say Charlotte. Yeah. I, no, I don't use that. I don't like that four-letter word. I like a lot of other ones better. Um, <laughs> Interesting. It's just a garbage place. And this guy was playing plus defense and shooting pretty good. Now, mm-hmm. listen, James Harden is an amazing passer, as is Lomelo. So that translates pretty well. 
But uh, but he might end up being an elite defender for them. And they've got to deal with Tatum and Giannis and maybe Jimmy Butler. So they just, Daryl Morey, I'm sorry, he runs circles around most. I haven't talked to Daryl in probably a couple years. It's not like we're buddies. We, we've been friends, but uh, I'm just telling you like it is. That dude, he just constantly makes the right move. And I wrote about Jalen McDaniels in our trade piece last week. Did. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think Charlotte should trade him, but I thought they probably would. And they did. And I think Philly just has another. They got P.J. Tucker. And now they have McDaniels. I've been told you guys, George Niang is a better defender than people realize. All those guys can shoot too. And so that's not easy to beat Giannis and yeah, Jason no. and Jalen and those guys. No, no. Philly's got Embiid and then a bunch of those guys. Did you guys see that Berkman and Korkmaz requested a trade? Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen. <laughs> you got to read the room. <laughs> got to read the room, my man. Well, I don't. I don't think his people re- uh, leaked that, though, right? I don't know, but yeah. it was just hilarious. I was like, yeah. "Wait, Berkman, it was, I, like, I, it was just too I funny." Like I was too. dying. I like it too. But uh, my biggest, um, my biggest fear of the of the Sixers is Doc. Yeah, mm, but that's my biggest fear. Of coaching. But I think so, Harden and Embiid have gotten close, and that's they, they, meaningful. They, they have something going. They got well, they did. Going. There's an interesting thing for me, which is you know Embiid's healthy in his prime. Mm-hmm. Like this is the moment, right? Like it. Got to. Like I don't know how many of these we now. get, but like they did. They saved a little money, right? Am I not? Am I mistaken? I think, this? Yes, I, they did. I think that they like that was weird to me. I mean, that wasn't weird. Like, but like you know, it's it's always smart. It's smart not just for the money, but to to be cap savvy right yeah but at the same time i was like man like like this might be the time to go all the way in right to win with mb while he's healthy and um, but i'm not sure they could have done much more i'm really i mean they're they've got anthony melton's a great backup guard oh we miss him in memphis right that's for sure now you got mcdaniels as another he could start for them i probably won't because tobias has been so good uh and that's the other thing is training training tobias might have made some financial sense especially going forward He's been so good. Yeah. He's been really a good player. And he just deals yeah. with all the the fuss of hard and beat, whatever. He just balls. But those two guys, I'm telling you, keep an eye on those two guys. They've they're amazing in pick and roll together. Uh Embiid wanting the ball in the nail, it helps their offense a lot too. It's not just mm-hmm. back to the basket, go double, turn it over. They're on to some things there. They're I think they're gonna I, the Eastern both playoffs can be unbelievable. Yeah. The West Let, is gonna be it. competitive. And kind of <laughs> funny, maybe not a, not unbelievable. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Those top four in the East, and Miami is coming. So let, let's stay in the East and look at the other top two contenders: Boston adding Mike Muscala and as a backup center. Great which, move again. So behind Horford and Robert Williams, I love that for them, and he can shoot. Very good player. And you got the Bucks adding Jay Crowder, which is some nice Bobby Portis insurance because he's still hurt right now. But when Bobby Portis comes back, now we got Bobby and Jay Crowder. So. Kind of nice. Oh, it's good. And he, I think he's more of a Middleton check. Because mm. uh, he he'll play that same position if Chris can't do it. Um, no, really, the rich got richer. Both those teams, good moves. Not that it was hard. So, so it seems to, you know, so you mentioned offensive arms race, right, in the Western Conference. Yeah. It seems to me the East guys were like, but we can guard, so we're fine. Like, they did, those three teams didn't overreact to all the craziness out there. They were uh, like, no, we're good. Smart, smart, subtle moves to really good teams. You know, the health is obviously the key, but um, that's probably where your champion's coming from. Yeah, One of those I, three I, teams. I would, I would tend to agree there. The East, yeah. um, 
we're going to wrap it up here with uh, Rockets getting John Wall again and probably going to buy him out. Uh, yeah, they'll weird. definitely at, buy him out. Yeah. At, after he had that awesome podcast interview where he skewered them for literally two hours straight, this will be fun. That's, anyway. That worked out good. <laughs> uh, the Pelicans, you know, so they got Josh Richardson. Like, I, David, the year, I, beginning of the year, I said, ooh, they could be maybe what Memphis was this year or last year, right? Like, be really good. And they started that way the first quarter of the season. But the Brandon Ingram injury, Zion hasn't played. I feel like in months. I don't that's know what's the, going that's on the there. Really big thing. Yeah, they're they've like, they're not on my championship bus. No, no, they're just. I don't they know, were. I don't really they're like off them. now. Yeah, yeah, they're off now. All right, well, that's a good good place as any guys. Championship bus. So normally on Thursdays we do top five. It's now Friday, so we can't do top fives. So we're doing our championship bus. Who are the teams in the five front seats on the championship bus. I don't care what order it is, but who are the five people you have on the championship bus? Henry, I'm going to start with you. Oh, I, I didn't do my homework on this. That's okay. Uh, David, I, I'll I start with you. <laughs> so I've got I've got a clear four in Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, and Philly. Denver, just because I think they're the best team in the West, which means okay. you have a fighting chance if you get to the finals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got uh, Clippers and Phoenix uh, would be fighting with the Cavs for the fifth spot. I want to see what Memphis and Golden State do, but they're on the bus. That's my, that's my, what is it, nine? Yeah, that's my nine. <laughs> that's, your, that's your nine on your five front seats. Oh, I think you. there's nine teams that win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so I don't, I don't, you guys have a short teams bus. Jumped on. <laughs> you have a short bus. I have a longer bus. You, Dude, you can have a short what, bus. What are you saying about not, people that ride the short bus? Correct, no, I'm yeah. just saying your bus is short. <laughs> I, have a, I have a big bus. I can fit nine teams on my bus. Uh, who's on, who's who who are you cutting up my nine? Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, Philadelphia, Cavs. The Cavs are hanging on by a loose thread. They're on the top of the bus. Just because I don't think they're deep enough, right? <laughs> they're on the top. They're on the top. They're riding on the top. Hey, we're hijacking. And then I got Phoenix, <laughs> Memphis, and Golden State, and the Clippers. That's my nine. Who are you uh, cutting I, off? I am not as high on Golden State as everybody else is. Okay. I just like I'm I don't know what this Curry injury is. Noted, and duly noted. Fair enough. I don't like the rest of their after their five. I don't love it. All right, keep going because I have eight Listen, now. I I love Cleveland, but I feel like they're like a wing. They're not. I, you're not. You're not stupid. You're not <laughs> you know? stupid. And listen, I love Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but I, now you're stupid. We haven't, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen them play. We, we haven't consistently. Talk, we haven't talked about this. The getting Plumley matters. I really think, and I don't know the dead, the timeline exactly, but I thought when the Denver got Thomas Bryant, I thought, oh shit! I thought the Clippers, oh, we got, we better make sure we don't get mauled in our second unit. Let's go get the best center we can get. Miles Plump, he's good. He's good. A, anyone that doesn't look terrible in Charlotte, Mason, Mason Plum. I mean, sorry, Mason Plum. What are the Plumleys? Mason. Any Plumley, right? Just get M dot Plumley, okay? Anyone that doesn't look terrible in Charlotte may look really damn good on a regular team. Charlotte that, they, stinks, man. Both yeah. of those teams have 48 minutes of legit center play. They do. They do. Both of they those, do. that I think can really matter. They do. Yeah. Oh, you know, assuming health, right? Which That's what I'm saying, yeah. But they can we, we survive a game without one of those starting centers. Right, so I went to extraordinary lengths to try to exclude Philadelphia uh, from this. <laughs> and I can't really do it. It's such a bummer. Like, uh, I love it. Stick to the bit. You got to yeah. stick to the bit. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think Philadelphia is going to win. But uh, okay, okay. But I got Boston, Boston number one, mm-hmm. Milwaukee number two, mm-hmm. and then uh, Denver, and then the Warriors. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I got. 
Uh, so Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Denver, for me, those are the first four seats. Like David, that fifth seat. You know when you were a kid and you're on the bus and maybe like there's that cute girl you like that you really want to be in two seats, but you kind of sit three with like next to her friend. So this is what's happening on that next row. It's like, oh, I'm <laughs> not funny. really sure. Everybody's got to crime together on this one seat, even though it's only supposed to be two. So <laughs> Memphis is on there. Yeah. Because, you know. This is a Grizzlies pod, after all. <laughs> got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is also a Kevin Durant pod, so Phoenix mm. is on. Right, is on that mm-hmm. row. So you're oh, a god. So that's six for you. That's six, and and really that third seat. I'm like, it's okay. It's really between the Clippers, the Cavs, the Warriors, all those teams that I just all said I, I'm like, I, I I hate all them. You're just but, hijacking you know, but, my bus. No, no, but they're all fighting for that last seat, that third, to make it just. If they're fighting no, on the bus, Gerard. They're on the bus. <laughs> Gerard took David's list and added like a crush, like a yeah, little, that's, that's yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it, it's a crush. So you know, I, forget it. Warriors are out. I'm gonna go Cavaliers. Cavaliers get that third seed. Forget the Warriors. Forget the Clippers. I'm gonna give it uh, to the Cavs. I like it. I like it. Go. I, I really go. do think, guys, it's gonna sound crazy. I think Cleveland's bench is concerned and their inexperience overall. Yeah, they're now is playing the playoffs, as has yeah. Donovan. Oh, yeah. Um, They'll be fine. That, I watched them play recently. I was super impressed with them. Super impressed with them. They can guard. That starting group, they're just, especially. They're just young. They're just young. They play you know. beautifully together. Yeah. I'm glad Anytime. you put them on there. We can have, though, like, it's like it could be a second round Eastern Conference series. You know, like, could whoever it ends up being, like, Celtics 76ers could be the real NBA Finals then, is what we're saying. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah. For sure. We'll see how the seating goes. Coming out of the East dish. Look at that. Guys, we just did a marathon two podcasts. How are we feeling? We'll check. I want to make sure my guys are okay. How are we feeling health-wise? Hungry. I mean, <laughs> how, how is this any different than pretty much any hour of my day? Talking. <laughs> I sent a picture of my phone to my wife earlier. Like It's been since 7 a.m. nonstop talking basketball with people. Oh, I, I'm just on video. That's all yeah. now. Yeah, nothing, nothing different. This is how I do it. You think it's going to stop when you're done? <laughs> you're drawing you out of your mind? Other than my daughter did call. I will not talk basketball when I talk to Rachel. But after that, I have some college return. They're all basketball related. Rachel's like, I just want to know my fantasy team. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, while you were talking earlier, Henry, I texted her like, are you okay? She And she wrote back, I thought your show was out of 12. I'm like, not today. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. I took you down for an extra hour. It's she, all she good. She said everything's fine. So. Fine. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Take care.